0: The Fontenelle Final Bell podcast is presented by Fontenelle Hybrids. The solutions you need, the relationships you trust.
1: Good afternoon. Welcome to the Fontenelle Final Bell here on the Rural Radio Network. I'm Susan Littlefield. Don Rose joins us with U.S. Commodities. And I tell you, Don. I wish we had a positive outlook in the trade today. Obviously, if you look at the, the grain numbers and how everything's settled, not a pretty picture. And I, you made a statement about the dramatic kick to the downside. And I think that's the kick is probably the best analysis that you can hear for today's trade.
0: Yeah, Susan, it's great to be with you, first of all. But, you know, I think really today was just a risk-off type of trade, no doubt about it. You know, non-threatening weather in the grains uh you know is the dominant issue then followed uh, quickly by uh the uh, uncertainty with the trade that we have particularly you know the the talks out of the G7 you know kind of tick uh, things off here um overnight and then uh you know uncertain with the uh, other t- uh, trade that's going to take place here around the world North Korea China uh and such so i think it was a risk off trade you got the uh, funds that are uh, caught long the grain market caught long the uh the meat market and I think it's uh, you know, it's buyer beware here until we figure out where we're at from a trade and a weather standpoint.
1: Well you talk about that weather and over the last week or so we've had a wide variety of rain coverage and we talked hail damage in some areas of you know, northeast Nebraska and Iowa. This afternoon we get a crop progress report. Do we expect any changes to those numbers?
0: Well, first of all, you know the crop rating, Susan. We're basically sitting at the uh, all-time highs on uh, corn uh, and uh, soybeans at the all-time high last uh, week. So, uh, and well over a year ago. I mean, uh, last week we were seventy-eight percent good to excellent on corn. Year ago we were sixty-seven percent. Same thing on soybeans, seventy-five percent uh, last week, good to excellent. Sixty-six percent a year ago on soybeans. And you know, from week to week, we didn't change a lot. I think you have to say the crop rating probably uh, stay about unchanged. Uh, The weather was uh, we received some rain. The heat wasn't uh, overly threatening. So i think that really was uh, it and of course it's early in the growing season here yet but we are marching to a crop season and uh, the seasonalities have kind of flipped on us where uh, seasonally this is the time of year that if you haven't had corn sold that we uh, seasonally go down from uh, june 11th all the way to uh, august 12th so that happens eighty percent of the time so you definitely need some cards to come up that are positive that can turn this thing around but we did go home uh, on Monday night and, uh, deeply oversold marketing corn, uh, nine cents off a contract lows in new crop corn. And so we're, we may be overdoing it a bit to the downside as the producer's not selling here very aggressively. In fact, actually hands are in his pocket.
1: There seems to be a lot of, uh, old crops still sitting out there in the countryside. I mean, I saw piles as I traveled this weekend.
0: Yeah, that's it, you know, and I think some of those are masks, Susan, because I think the producer, you know, has done a pretty good job selling corn and soybeans. There's ketchup up sales, uh, I think, to be made here. But our our domestic usage is uh, so strong from an ethanol standpoint, and I think a lot of that is uh, covering some usage going forward into the summer months and uh, not wanting to buy stuff from the producer Feel that they can pull on their own stocks. I think that's some of it, but you know, there's no doubt that there's catch-up uh, sales to be made here on old and new crop by the producer, and you know, there does seem like the the end user is well stocked because the sales have been pretty aggressive on the run-up. So uh, that creates, I think, also a void of selling here.
1: Another Wazdy report comes out tomorrow. Kind of expected to be kind of a quieter numbers.
0: Yeah, you know, on the Wasday report, I think if you look at it, very easily could take the corn yield up. Um, you know, we've got uh, proof that you could do that from the crop rating. Same thing on soybeans. They could nudge it up a little bit just to tell you what uh, they think is going on. Not a big jump, but just saying that, yeah, the yield's getting a little bit bigger uh, from a crop condition standpoint. The other issue I think that, uh, you know, kind of looking at is it's possible that the export pace goes up on corn. It probably should uh we had a, a drought in argentina the second crop in brazil corn uh was is short here uh we know issues uh you know in the black sea area so uh corn exports could go up 30 to 50 million also Uh, the crush looks like it's understated the crush on soybeans that is uh, that could go up twenty to thirty million bushels so those would be probably uh... the demand highlights improving a little bit uh... but then also the yield could go up so uh... it's it's hard to get those uh... a bull story going here but it's gonna have to come back to weather
1: we're about two and a half weeks away from the quarterly stocks and acreage report from the u s d a you said that could be interesting when it comes to numbers as to what we're seeing acreage wise
0: yeah, I think when you look at it, uh, for the most part, we did have some issues in some areas, northeast Iowa and, you know, into the Minnesota, you know, in that section up there, Wisconsin, but uh too wet. But I think what it really meant is the price was going up during that whole time frame, if you remember, and I think what it really said is that the producer wanted to get whatever acres were possible planted, and I think that's what happened. It would not be surprised if the corn acres would go up uh, a million and the soybeans go up a half a million, so that's another issue that is possible and uh, I think double crop beans probably are are the issue on why the bean acres go up in corn. I think it's just that with the uh, early planting that uh, some of those acres uh, just went to corn and got planted.
1: And like you said this is just going to continue to be a a weather dominated market this growing season.
0: Yeah it is and you know usually this time of year it is all about weather but uh, the difference this year versus some of the years is we have weather But we also have a very uh, volatile uh, trade issues going on with... Uh, the administration trying to break down tariffs around the world by putting on tariffs uh, on other countries. So we'll see uh, how that goes. I think that raises the volatility and you know that can be both a positive and negative. Of course today it was a bit of a negative but that very easily could turn back to be a positive tomorrow and the next day Susan. So I think those are the opportunities when you see the positive news if the weather is uh, non-threatening those are probably opportunities to get caught up on uh sales if you want to and then hunker down for the uh, harvest break
1: well you can guarantee producers are going to be keeping a close eye on what's happening on twitter with this g7 underway
0: oh most definitely and of course you know with twitter of course you have the administration uh, head, uh, uh president trump you know that's his uh his forums
1: well stick around folks we got more of the Fontenelle final bell coming up after this on the rural radio now Welcome back to the Fontenelle Final Bell here on the Rural Radio Network. I'm Susan Littlefield as Don Rose joins us with U.S. Commodities. We do have the overnight trade uh, comes out, obviously, and starts getting underway after the report comes out from the USDA. You said there's a lot of factors, though, that this overnight trade is going to be looking at for the grains, including the report for crop progress.
0: Yeah, you know, I think uh one we're going to we're going to look at the crop progress when it comes out to verify if this yield is uh getting bigger or smaller. That's what we do this time of year with that. But then I think we're also going to look at these uh, weather maps to see if we have a high pressure system or threatening weather set in at all. And then, you know, as we get into the early evening, it's going to be all about what's going on with the uh, North Korea trade and is that going to be a positive or a negative. So there's a number of things that are uh, it could be a volatile night just from that standpoint uh, since you have three moving uh, targets out here.
1: And we talk, didn't talk much about the wheat side of the trade. Of course, they say that production is expected to stay on the higher side, but you look globally and there's still a lot of concerns out there for Southern Russia and the Ukraine.
0: Yeah, exactly. I think when you look at the wheat, the wheat was the one, of course, was the big bear market here for the last uh, couple of years, and um, it did take uh, some some production shortfalls around the world, so Australia, uh, the Black Sea area, and uh, e- even in the U.S. Uh, you know, we had some uh, issues, so. Um, all focus, I think, is is going to be on the uh, the wheat, uh, in, in, more so in the Black Sea area. Here in the U.S., it looks like the harvest is as far uh, as uh, southern Kansas now. The yields look like they're trying to improve. So it looks like the government has the yield on winter wheat about right. Um, of course, you know we're watching the heat that we have in the Black Sea for uh, for some direction here. It looks like those yields are going to be coming down. Um, in Russia, also in the Ukraine, and um, but you know we're watching the heat in the southern plains, no doubt about it.
1: You said that as this growing season goes on, the the concerns might be coming out of the, the south southern part into the western corn belt.
0: Well, you know we've been uh, you know of course you know at this market for uh, uh, forty years, you kind of uh, start to watch different things that make some sense, and we think this year if we're going to get into a weather issue, uh, it probably more than likely comes from the southwest. We've had that high-pressure system that's been down there, the heat down in the southwest. Uh, you know, over the weekend down the southern plains, you're 100, while in the northern Corn Belt, you're in the 70s. And it looks like that is going to be the threatening area where it comes in through the western Corn Belt. Missouri uh, threaten some of the western belt. Not that it's going to, but I think that is where a person should focus uh, each day when you're looking at, are we going to have threatening weather coming at us?
1: Tom, let's switch over to the livestock side of the trade. We look at this live cattle. Are we going to see more commercial buying support for this cattle complex?
0: Well, you know, certainly the uh, the market is voting that we're going to come under some uh, pressure uh, that these big supplies are going to swamp the market and it's going to push us into some uh, low levels during the summer. Now, that's possible. Uh, because we certainly have the big numbers. What's happened here short term, and I think that's why we got kicked today, is that the demand, the domestic demand has been very strong. The export market has been very strong. And it's surprised the trade be- on the cash side. Uh, Packer's making, uh, you know, $300 ahead. He's willing to pay up to secure some of those, uh, animals, leapfrog, if you will, uh, before the, the, uh, uh competitive, uh, Packers, uh, to buy the cattle. So I think it's uh today we got hit with the 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 uh, supply side and also a concern that the domestic demand could soften as it does seasonally and that our export demand also might soften here a little bit as we're uh, hopeful that China takes more beef. So I think that's what it was really and the the market is willing to live with big discounts uh August cattle uh $11 off of the last cash cattle trade uh so that's a big discount historically
1: Could we see the cash hold out to the end of this week before we see any movement
0: Well I think that's uh, you know that's what happened last week it was really Friday was the trade and I think that you have to say that's what the packer is holding off for he doesn't want to pay up for cattle unless he has to. So it's more from the Packer side. I think the feedlots are going to really want 115, 116 uh, this week, you know, so steady to a dollar higher. We'll see if the Packer is willing to pay up. I think he probably will, but a lot of it's going to be dependent on what happens, uh, you know, with the board and with some of these other trade issues.
1: Don, what's the picture going to look like for the pork producer?
0: Well, we're the same. Uh, We've been the same on the pork, uh, is that we think that you have to stay uh, supply bearish on rallies. And by that, I mean I think that when you have the, the tonnage coming at us that we have, and our, uh, that you really have to make sure that you do some risk management. Let's just look at it. In the second quarter, our supplies look like we're going to be up two and a half percent. The third quarter, they bounce up to 4.8 percent over a year ago. So you're going to be coming at those pretty quick. Fourth quarter, you know, 5.7 percent over a year ago. So even into the first quarter next year, three and a half percent over a year ago. So you've got big supplies coming at us. The government is telling us that our uh, demand is going to compensate for that. But let's wait and see. I mean, that's a fragile situation. We know the supply side and the demand is uh, sometimes to get that kind of demand, you need a lower price. Our bet is that it gets pretty ugly in the fourth quarter. and the first quarter, first half of next year, those uh, supplies are pretty much already committed on the hog.
1: All right, sounds good. Best way for folks to reach you, Don.
0: Yeah, you bet. They can reach us at 1-800-247-4071.
1: And that is the Fontenelle final bell right here on the Rural Radio Network.
0: You're listening to the Rural Radio Network.